Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. It is currently the 5th of October as I'm recording this. Um, in regards to a baby update, baby has not arrived as of yet, um, but mummy is on, uh, she's on maternity leave now, so could be any day now. Um, by the time this podcast goes live, um, I mean that'll be, God, seven, eight, nine days um, so a lot can change, a lot can change in nine days. Um, he's actually due on the uh, Tuesday the nineteenth. But hey, there's that five week window where he could come. So we'll see. In regards to myself, as I said, the past few weeks I've been giving you updates on the baby um, and where I'm at with my uh, my journey. Um, I've been pretty much maintaining for the past three or four weeks. Um, just getting healthy getting bloods back to where they need to be um, post-show, but really kind of this is the first week of me beginning to sort of titrate and push things back up. If you are, um, want to keep on top of my own progress, then uh, just follow Instagram. Um, You'll see the odd uh, kind of fat photo of me I'll put up (laughs) and the odd throwback of me being lean. Um, But yeah, really excited for the next push, but if I'm honest, um, more excited for for the wee man coming along um, and when he comes I'll have a little bit of time off the gym um, that'll be my strategic deload effectively which is going to be timed fairly well I'm, you know what I'm just hanging on um, I probably should deload pretty soon but I'm just going to hang on until he's here because um, then it'll make more sense but yeah quite a short update from myself today um, and just going to get stuck straight into the, the podcast because I feel this topic is something I could probably ramble on about um, and I'm going to give you very, very basic generic terms, um, sorry, very basic sort of like fundamentals, I guess, on this when in reality, um, there's no one size fits all approach. It can be completely person dependent on the individual. And as a coach working with individuals, I've thousands of individuals over the years, I've seen massive variations of what I'm going to talk about. From person to person, how much you need to push them, how much you don't need to push them to see, to see a response. So, topic of today is what to do when fat loss stalls, and specifically, we're going to be talking about like a, a competition prep for for a show, or um, perhaps you're doing a, a diet for a photo shoot. Both those processes can be the same, and let's face it, a lot of time when people are doing a photo shoot, they want to achieve that incredibly lean look. Um, maybe not perhaps stage the stage lean. But um, I know that when I, when I did a photo shoot back in 2019, I, I pretty much got a stage lean. Um, and if, if you are like an assisted individual, you'll probably want that. Don't get me wrong, like there are individuals that when they do photo shoots, they don't get stage lean. Um, and I work with many as well. But um, the, these sort of rules I'll talk about will, will, will apply um, to them all. But um, in general, if you've dieted in the past or if you're dieting at the moment, um, you'll no doubt hit a point where fat loss will either slow down or completely stall, right? And, and it can be incredibly frustrating if you're already doing, you know, what you class as a lot of cardio and maybe perhaps steps and you're not, you're already not eating very much. Um, and it can often be at these points where people will be like, you've heard people say this before, they've been like, oh, you know, this is this just isn't for me, or you know, my body's just not responding. When in fact, 
it is for you and your body has been responding, it's just about knowing what to do to elicit more phallus. The, the coin phrase of my body's not responding in those first initial few stages of dieting, I'm like, yeah, it is, you just need to diet harder. It is, is usually, it's usually the response. There's no trick, trick behind it, rhyme or reason. You just have to continue to push. But um, I guess what we need to bear in mind is that, you know, your body is going to store body fat um, as a means of energy reserves. And there's going to come a point in prep later on down the line where, you know, it doesn't like going below a certain level of body fat. Why? Certain levels of body fat are just essential for some bodily processes, but also remember it's an evolutionary trait that our body holds on to, to body fat in case of times of starvation. Our bodies have not evolved to um, to realise that in the Western world anyway, there's not many time, not much doubt, 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 bouts of starvation, shall we say. Um, so we still will hold on to that. However, to get the desired look that many of us want for stage and for show, we kind of need to take that that layer of body fat off that is essential for some bodily processes to, to happen and go to like quote unquote the, the unhealthy places you could say um, for a specific purpose or a look or a day or a couple of days, then obviously look to get healthy thereafter. So the beginning of like any dieting phase tends to be the smoothest sailing for most. You know, let's let's maybe think of those, those first initial four weeks, you know, if you've managed to get your calories to a reasonably high position in your gaining phase or your off-season, whatever you want to call it, and then that first initial calorie drop and then that, that first initial increase in expenditure, you're probably going to do both simultaneously, that's going to do the trick, right? And you should see for those first few weeks, you should see things move, you know, trend southward, um, and drop body fat each week. Now, as coaches, right, we have like in our head, like a rough idea of where we think body weight will be around the end of the diet to match the desired level of conditioning or desired level of body fat, and thus can kind of plan accordingly. Um, so let's say, for example, um, you maybe need to take off eight kilos and you have 20 weeks to do it. So that's meaning like a rate of loss of about 0.4 kilograms per week. Now we know that body weight isn't, it's not all about body weight and it won't play a ball. You know, at times if you're assisted, it, it, you know, working at that final final weight can sometimes be harder than if someone's natural. But at the same time, I've, I mean, I've always guesstimated um, of where I think a client's body weight will be, whether they're natural or assisted. I'm, I'm always there, thereabouts, give or take a kilo. Now, body, body weight itself won't always play ball. Like if you're a female around the menstrual cycle, you know, it's going to go up some weeks and you're, if you're like if you're digging really really hard and you see that go up you you know in your head you can't then logically say oh my god i'm not dropping fat it's just in that week and that week alone you know that's not a reflection of overall progress so that can be a little bit of a head fuck however if you've got a lot of data from the weeks previous like in your gaining phase and you know those trends are coming then what you do is and this is female specific all you do is compare your body weight week one of your cycle of one month versus the next month week one of your cycle body weight and then the week two where your body weight's at in week two of your menstrual cycle versus month the second month's week two but in and that way you then have a true reflection of what's going on whereas guys you know we don't have uh, we don't need to necessarily do that because let's face it <laughs> we aren't menstruating right um but anyway let's let, let's start off by saying that you're dieting for your show or your shoot and the first weeks go by first four weeks go by and in that first four weeks you may let's say you drop two kilos 
but then everything either completely stops or you know that fifth week you only lose like 0.1 and you might be wondering kind of what to do next and here's where people will go fuck let's take the kitchen sink and let's just fucking chuck it at the body and that is exactly what not to do right if you're thinking like well well, first, first initial, like, why, why does it happen? Why, do, why do things slow down? You know, as we hold our calories and our output, like our cardio and our steps, is what I'm referring to as output. At certain points, our body begins to like adapt to this, this level of energy balance. By energy balance, I'm talking about energy going in via your food, energy coming out via you know movement. So that's what I mean by energy balance. And in short, as your body kind of continues to adapt to this over time, it, it makes it harder to lose body fat from doing the same thing. And this is why to elicit more body fat, you need to kind of do more or or eat less. It's it's a simple evolutionary response that, as I talked about, um, the human body may have had bouts and days of have not gone through food. So if we are holding food at a certain point and it's not enough food for us to actually kind of meet our total daily needs, we're in a, a deficit, our body slows our metabolism down, right? Because it thinks, well, well, fuck, I, I don't want to lose those sort of energy reserves. I'm going to make it a bit harder. Right? I'm going to slow everything down a touch. Um, and what you need to understand is that your body still functions in that way, despite the abundance of food in the Western world. You know, it's not evolved over the thousands of years to, to deal with this abundance, shall we say. Um, but, you, you know, regardless of that, that all that all that aside... Um, you are thinking, well, fuck, I, I need to take off more to, to get to where I want to be. Um, and, you know, in this first initial few weeks, you've kind of got, let's say, two options. I'll go into a third one later, but let's say two options. Um, you need to either do more or eat less, which I think you're probably thinking, that sounds incredibly simple. Um, and in theory, it is. But in practice, I'd say it's about being smart and not overdoing it. As I said, not throwing the kitchen sink at it you know your goal when dieting should be to get the maximal amount of fat loss from every different set point of energy balance that you go to so rather than think well okay i'm gonna drop my calories by 500 well maybe you don't need to maybe you need to only drop your calories by say 100 150 each day um to give you a weekly drop of between seven to a thousand calories across the week um if you get Let's say you do that, and the next week you take off 0.7 of a kilo. Well, if you're just taking off 0.7 by dropping from 100 to 150 each day, then why did you need to drop 500? You know what I mean? So it's about just being smart with your decision making when it comes to, like, say, a food drop. And then at the same time, you know, instead of dropping your food, what you could do um, is you could look to to change just your your output. You know, you could look to um, just increase your cardio by say 30 40 minutes across the week um dividing up between all your sessions you know simultaneously you might want to up your um up your steps by about a thousand two thousand each day on your daily sort of total those changes um you know you could do alone you could do them together um but what they will do is what will happen is you will see an initial step forward in the physique in regards to levels of conditioning um going into that week ahead but what i would note is that you must give it sort of seven days so you, some of you are thinking well Von, Von you're giving me three options there um should i do them all and i'll say well it depends on the 
level of current conditioning, like where you're at versus the time frame you've got. Are you are you much behind? Are you you know ahead of the game, etc. Um, etc. Et so a few things to take into consideration, and I'd say it's about knowing your body. Like I've got some clients where I'm like, right, I know if I drop their food by 150 calories alone, like next week I just know they'll lose roughly this. How do you how do you know that? Well, you one one you work with the individual individual for a long time, but then also it's just I think experience, just working with hundreds and thousands of men and women, noticing sort of trends and similar physiques. Now of course people can be similar, but we're all individuals, but you'll often kind of be able to predict the right response and when you've worked for someone like for example i've got some guys prepping um i've had i've had a lot of guys and girls prepping this year but there comes a point where like you just know i can just predict on my right if i make this change i will see this going into next week and you make it and the next week you see it and you're like yeah i knew that was coming um just because you've learned you've learned about your body um but anyway as i said moving on um the answer is not always that you need to change every single variable at once I would always say you need to take a few things into consideration and if that can seem pretty stressful for you that is where uh, a coach would come in very very handy working with someone that has that kind of knows what to do um, and alleviate any stress I mean what I I should maybe chip in here which is a bit off topic is that like I still have a coach, right? And, and I'm a coach myself. And why is that? And it's mainly because, well, number one, you look at any athlete across any sporting realm, any good athlete has a coach, right? That allows them to just perform and their coach to make the decisions. You know, as we diet, we get a very warped view of how we look. And, you know, I'd be a liar if I say, and I don't get the same. But what it, what it makes you want to do is it makes you just want to like do everything at once. So rather than be rather than be very conservative, like I would be with my clients in regards to making changes, naturally I'd be like, well, fuck it, let's just do, you know, let's just put cardio up from half an hour, let's just do an hour. Or let's just drop food to this, you know. And at times you need that second voice, that logical reason, shall we say, or that, that voice of reason, sorry. Um, to say, well, actually, no, that's a fucking shite idea. This is what you should do. Or to say the opposite, to say, well, actually, what you're suggesting is not enough and you're behind and you need more. And ultimately, that can sometimes be more beneficial having someone to say, oh, fuck, right, and then get you ready. I mean, look at me. Like, I, I wasn't ready for my first qualifier, um, although we dieted pretty hard. But then what we needed to do thereafter was just diet even harder. Um, I actually suggested something pretty ridiculous and Cal was like yeah let's do that and I was like oh okay um, but hey it worked because we won sort of three out of the next four shows anyway coming back to today's podcast um, it's at this point where some of you are thinking well Vaughn that's cool you know I can move more I can do less and you've given me some rough ballpark figures of um, what I would do in regards to sort of changing in, like food or, or pushing my, my cardio or steps and whatnot but I'm also using fat burners. You know what? Could I could I do things with them to elicit more fat loss? And in in short, the answer is yes. You know, if you're using things like Clenbuterol, T3 and T4, um, which you guys know I've done podcasts on, articles on, um, 
and you can go back and listen to them, figure out the ins and outs of how they work. Um, you could manipulate your dosages to elicit further fat loss. If you don't know much about these drugs or hormones, like I wouldn't even bother using them, um, as you could do yourself more damage than good. Although, like if you don't know much about them, but you're working with a coach that's sensible, knows a bit about it, well reputable, produced a lot of results, has clients that have used them in the past, and has experience with that, you'd, you'd kind of be okay to, to go ahead with using them. But always do your research when using anything. Uh, don't take anything I say as advice um, whatsoever. You know, I'll always speak in... In the, in the quote-unquote hypothetical. So what in regards to sort of clean teeth, like there's always going to be a, a set limit um, that you don't go above with these drugs or hormones, shall we say. Um, as if you do push two things too hard, you can see some negative consequences. Like if you push clean up way too high, there's no fucking way you're sleeping. Um, your levels of anxiety will be through the roof. Like stress, cortisol levels will be through the roof. Um, if you push T3 up too much, T3, T4 up, um, you may elicit uh, fat loss. Uh, sorry, fat, <laughs> no. Yeah, you might elicit more fat loss, but what I was meaning is you might elicit a little bit of uh, muscle loss, which, of course, is not what you want. As you're dieting, you want to hold on to all the muscle that you've got um, whilst taking off body fat. So it then kind of comes down to saying, well, fuck, if... If I pushed clean up and I wasn't sleeping well, I'm not going to recover well, I'm going to lose muscle. But if I did if I pushed my T3 up too much, T4 up too much, and I lost more, even more muscle, you're like compounding the problem. So that's when I'd say, do your research, what are the coach that's got it? Don't just type in, how much clean should I use? Because you get big, you know, you get big Davy down the gym telling you to take X, Y, and Z when maybe you're a, you know, he's a 120 kilo bodybuilder and you're like a 55 kilo bikini girl it's just not relative it's not the same um of course speak to your peers speak to speak to your coach um but remember it's always going to be your decision if you ever decide to go on something um by all means though could you combine a change in fat burners or lipolytics whatever you want to call it um could you elicit that change to, sorry could you could you manipulate that to elicit a change for the week following of course you could could you combine that with the um, sort of change to calories and change to output? Of course you could. Don't get me wrong. Like you could literally change one week. You could literally change your food, your cardio, your steps. You could push fat burners. You could do all four if you want. But then sometimes it's about okay. Well, do you need to use all those tools in the toolbox at once? Do you need to use one? Do you need to use maybe one or two? Um, opposed to using like all four. Like if you need to use all four, you're probably behind. Um, or you maybe, you know, coaches want to just be aggressive with things. And I've often said to clients, I go, look, I want to be aggressive here. I want to make these changes so we'll get ahead of the ball game and we can maybe feed up. Um, some, of, some of you might be thinking, well, fuck, well, why bother? Like why bother even taking fat burners? Like, but just need to bear in mind that some individuals like will not be able to achieve level of conditioning needed for their show uh, without these not everyone can get fucking peeled and uh, naturally i mean i've never got peeled naturally i've always taken fat burners so i could i i don't know i was a very very skinny individual when i when i was not assisted um i wasn't i mean i was lean but i was athletic lean i wasn't like six-pack lean and um, so i know I would, I would need them simple as that um but hey let's face it like your uh people are always i mean and as human beings, we always want that. We always want more. 
right? We want to, we want to be leaner, we want to be bigger, etc., etc. So hence the reason you know, why people take it. Now, it's also at this point where someone's maybe thinking, well, hey, what about refeed, bro? You know, I, I was speaking to Big Davey down the gym and he was telling me like that you, it can trick your metabolism and, you know, like you, it's just a cheat day and you eat whatever the fuck you want. And I'm just going to say, stop listening to Big Davey, please. Now, a refeed, let's go into that. You know, I've done I've done a podcast on it before, so I'll briefly cover it. Um, and you can also check out the article on the website. But a refeed is a strategically planned food top-up, shall we call it, that is really only used when an individual is very, very lean. Like during a refeed, you know, a coach may be going to prescribe their athlete a set amount of carbs, protein and fats for the day. Uh, those quantities of sort of carbs and fats will be usually a fair bit higher than what that individual is used to consuming in their daily diet in order to get that lean. Um, Protein will remain unchanged, but I must emphasize this is not a cheat day or a day wherever you get to eat whatever you want. That is how you just get really fat. But if you did that, that's like the refeed will not work, right? You're probably thinking, oh fuck, eat more and get leaner. Fuck, how does that work? That must be a load of bollocks. Well, during, let's say, a, a, sh- a shoot prep or a show prep, um, stress levels on the bodies can get very high. You know, Levels of cortisol can get very high. High levels of cortisol mean that your body is not efficient at, at mobilizing fat as a fuel source, at fat burning, right? Combine this with muscle glycogen stores become depleted um, and recovery becoming increasingly impaired as the weeks go on. Uh, fatigue on the body starts to accumulate. This is merely a part of the process. You know, it simply happens regardless whether you like it or not. Uh, but combine this with, as I said earlier, your body's metabolic rate is slowing each each week, um, meaning that fat loss as a whole can take a drastic hit and can halt. Um, and it's at that point where, you know, when an individual's incredibly lean and you're seeing all those sort of things happen, um, you can implement a refeed. And it's gonna look kind of different person to person. Um, and typically, a, a, you know, a strategic increase in food, it's gonna be programmed over the course of either 24, 48, um, right, roughly about 24 or 48 hours comprise mostly of kind of carbs and or or fat so let's for example say like a male uh, may they might see an increase from their sort of daily carbs from roughly like 200 um to 500 to 750 something like that and females might go from like let's say 100 to, to 250 they're just some ballpark example figures for you now what tends to happen when we implement that day you know or that day of food top up maybe the subsequent day after or if you, if you're doing a two day refeed um you will see a you know an increase in muscular fullness so the physique looks a bit different the muscle bellies look like they have a bit more sort of pop and shape to them uh, you'll naturally lower levels of cortisol in the body and, and what that'll do is it'll lower stress levels meaning that your body is going to be more efficient using fat as a fuel source and fat burning and in layman's terms and a massive reduction in dietary induced fatigue usually someone will tell you they'll sleep like a baby when you're refeeding them um opposed to when their sleep's really shit in the lead up to it uh, all in all kind of allowing one uh, allowing that person to train a bit harder be less fatigued um, and elicit a bit more fat loss notice how i didn't say uh, i didn't say a single thing 
about increasing your body's metabolism. That's just not how a refeed works. Your metabolic rate is, is comprised over kind of weeks and what it does and it's really unaffected by a day or two. Right? It's the cumulative effect of days that have an effect on your actual metabolic rate themselves. Um, but I must emphasize, and I've said this before a few times, you're only going to use it when an individual is incredibly lean. If you're in the initial stages of of dieting and you think you know and you say to your coach oh hey coach i think i need a refeed if your coach is smart they're going to say you absolutely don't need a refeed you just want one it's as simple as that like in those first few stages of dieting like get your head down work really fucking hard do your cardio eat your meals train fucking you know give it the beans um and you will elicit more fat loss. If you need to, just, just train harder, do more cardio, eat less, and continue to diet until you get to the point where you maybe need to back off the gas a little bit. Um, and some people might think, oh, but one of a chucking all this food, um, will it not, you know, will it not make me fat? And I'm like, well, well no, that's not how it works. You know, I, you've heard it before. I use a, you know, I use a term that we're digging a hole, and when we're kind of putting in a refeed. That we're not chucking more dirt back into the hole. It's like we're putting in sand. It's like those fine grains of sand just sort of like you know they make their way through the, um, or the, like the finer grains of sand make their way through the dirt, and you don't notice a, you don't notice much of a sort of top up in the in the level of the hole, and then just imagine the sand's magic and it just allows you to dig a bit faster. That's like, I know that's like me brut like brutally um, what's the word I'm looking for here oversimplifying and making a brutal job of the physiology but I say that to, to people who don't know much about physiology and they go right okay I kind of get that um, but I guess if I was to summarise um, you know in the first initial stages of dieting fat loss should kind of happen just as a result of those initial dietary changes and kind of um, increased output thereafter when it stalls you can make um some simple changes to your cardio steps or food intake uh, to elicit further fat loss. Um, depending on the time frame, level of conditioning, you know, you might choose one of those variables, or you might choose multiple, um, you know, one or two, or, or kind of all three or four. Um, which one of those ma manipulations might be a change to the likes of clenbuterol, T3 or T4? Um, and if you are very very lean. Um, a strategic refeed it might be your be best option really to lower stress, reduce dietary induced fatigue um, and just help you sort of take that last little bit of, of body fat off and bear in mind is as an individual gets leaner you're going to have an ability to feed them more and they will need more of a feed to see further fat loss come off that's why I like for example my client, one of my clients Bradley you know we started feeding him at 5 550 gram of carb and I think by the end of it his high days were 850 um, and that was his limit whereas like say mine was but when I was prepping it was a thousand gram of carb over, you know two days in a row um, and that shows you the, the difference individual I've got some clients uh, who are on just two days at 700 if I had some clients we've went a day at 850 a day at 600 you know it's so person dependent that it should all it will always be with anything in regards to coaching um there's no one size fits all. You, you you sort of with the refeed. If you have the time frame, you, you set you set a number. You see the response, and then you go from there, and you just make the manipulations based on what you are seeing in front of you. But that experience comes in time.
and I can't teach that. It's something that you have to just do um, and work with, as I said, a lot of individuals to know what to do next. But anyway, guys, I'll stop rambling on. Um, I hope that podcast helps um, if you are dieting yourself. I do wish you all the best if you do. If you did get sort of joined value from this, please do simply share this. Pop on your Instagram story, share it with a friend. Um, make sure you tag me in it uh, at VW Physique on Instagram. Also, remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.